0: The Film Guide with Max Hartington, part of the St Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome along to another edition of the St Albans Film Guide with your friend of mine, Max Hartington. Hello, Max. Hello,
1: Danny. Good to be back. Yes, there remains to be seen.
0: Anyway, <laughs> uh, we are here with another edition of The Film Guide. And this is where we find out uh, Max's uh, top choice of films that will be on free to air TV for the week ahead. We'll also be taking a look at another um, action film classic in in a feature that we've rather unoriginally, unoriginally titled uh, Max's Action Films because these are films that are taking it to... The Max. You should see his little face right now. Makes my day. But we're going to start off by looking at the uh, new releases in the cinema and there are two that we're going to talk about this week. Go.
1: Starting us off uh, coming out this Friday, uh, the day we are talking
0: on. Uh, this is... We, well... People could be listening to this at any given time, uh, but but this
1: comes out on Friday the twentieth of May. This Friday the twentieth of May. Uh, if you're looking for something to see in the cinema, and you are a big fan of a Norwegian synth uh, pop, look no further than Aha the movie. Uh, filmmakers Thomas Robson and Aslag Holm showcase the lives and careers of the members of the the synth pop trio Aha. You might have heard of them as they rose to fame in the eighties and fought to keep hold of it through the following decades.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is a documentary. When it says Aha, the movie, it's not like there's, yes. there's, you know, three actors playing the people from Aha, And it's not like Spice Wild, the movie, where they're going on an, an adventure. It's a documentary, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Someone's out there to try and get that. It is you're, a documentary. You're
0: laughing at me like that was a silly thing to say. But those things are actual things. You know, there, there have been movies made about groups and there have also been groups themselves starring in a movie
1: doing I, something I, I, I honestly i would have enjoyed seeing that but have you never seen spice world i've the never movie? seen spice world you, you you haven't lived if i see it is it going to make it to the, uh, the the top action films
0: it's not an action film it's 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 really an illegal of its own
1: <laughs> it's it's its own quality it's its own category of yeah film. yeah i take that well unfortunately if you are looking for another spice world uh, this isn't the film for you but if you're looking for a documentary all about uh the growth of this norwegian band their story of how they sort of left norway uh by you know living in a bedsit in london uh fighting to make their career and then how things sort of escalated from that hit that you all know uh, take on me from 1985 well this is a this could be an interesting one
0: so it says here about um you know uh charting their their sort of escape from norway to a bedsit in london and the highs and lows of being a famous band with your mates was that your phrase or theirs
1: oh uh, that might be mine that might have been my note what, highs and lows
0: the no, highs and lows You you don't get what you've just said, do you? That was one of their hits. (laughs) Hunting high and low was one of their hits. I should have taken credit for that. Well, you just did. You just said that you you came up with that. But what you mean is you wrote it. You had no idea that was one of their big hits. Can I say it is now? so you didn't no just say it man. I wasn't it, was, it, was, like it was a complete it was a complete coincidence there you go but but nonetheless
1: that's a, a, a it was a beautiful thing uh-huh. um, yeah less slow well, now well you know what to say the sun always shines on TV
0: there you go you see that you you, you got that one
1: <laughs> that one was on purpose yeah yeah <laughs> although you didn't really find a way of fitting it in you I'm getting used to it well you know uh, seeing this film could be was just it, as good was as it as, terrifying to you might have been terrifying oh, but you know it scared the living daylights out of me there you go you see I set you up for one <laughs>
0: Oh, dearie
1: me, So Anyway, pat on your back here on, this, yeah, yeah, on the show. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you're over a certain age, you'd be you'd be very aware of Aha. You might be a massive fan of theirs. And this is a movie uh, that is a documentary all about their life. Yes. Thank you. There is another movie that's also out on the 20th of May, Benediction. Tell us
1: more. Of course, decorative bravery during World War One, British soldier Siegfried Sassoon returns from service and becomes a vocal critic of the government's continuation of the war. Adored by the aristocracy and the stars of London's literary and stage world, Sassoon's experiences inspire him to write poetry about the horrors of battle. Uh, Jack Loden and Peter Capaldi star respectively as younger and older iterations of the British poet that wrote on the, the horrors of World War I. Okay, uh,
0: so uh, a Brit- British film,
1: uh, very quite gritty. Very, very British drama, seems to be sort of very psychological dealing with i mean it's you're writing about world war one it's uh, the effect it has on a man it's very much it doesn't seem like it's going to be very much focusing on world war one but rather the politics and the t- turmoil that sort of surrounds it for the individual instead okay. uh, were you aware of secrets Sassoon? soon i must
0: admit i had not heard of him
1: i have seen some of his poetry but never something that i've really been too familiar with it's we, not quite um, know a bit more than i do then so well done on that
0: ah um okay uh, so yeah so this is a fictionalized account of his life and we're, I'm guessing then we're seeing him both as a younger and an older man because there's two different actors playing yes him.
1: yeah so it seems like he's sort of reflecting uh, how it, I suppose it's uh, in the younger in the younger days played by Jack Loden it's more a case of him creating the poetry and using how he feels about the war to sort of create this whereas in Peter Capaldi it's more sort of reflecting upon the fame it's given him mm. okay
0: that's uh, Benediction which is out in cinemas on the 20th of May
1: Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for the St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7 pm, and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St. Albans podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com.
0: Time now for Max to introduce us to another movie that is uh, one of his favourite action movies and a feature that we call Max's Action Films because
1: the, the action is being taken to. The Max. You're really pleased with that. I am so happy with this. Can we just keep this on? No. (laughs) Ah. So, anyway. um,
0: Right. So, yes, uh, we're looking at another action film. Each month you bring an action film to our attention that well, you enjoy
1: anything I yep. should enjoy too. You can just, you know, I'm, I can picture it perfectly. You've got a nice Friday evening. You've got nothing to do. You sit down on the sofa. Your brain does not want to do anything but see something explode or someone get, you know, sliced or somebody get thrown through a window. And if you're looking for something like that, then look no further than Blade from 1998. Now, this is a superhero
0: movie before people really realised um, that superhero movies were, were the thing. I mean, yeah. in a way, they've always been around, but, but this was a Marvel superhero character before
1: that became a thing. Which is quite funny, because, I mean, if you watch this film, it doesn't really feel like anything at all like you're watching a Marvel film. You're just watching uh, a film about a bunch of guys in black leather uh <laughs> just decimate nice club nightclubs for of vampires really but uh it is uh so this yeah, is so so the give time us the set, give us the set of course in a world where vampires walk the earth blade has a goal his goal is to rid the world of all vampire evil when blade witnesses a vampire bite dr karen jensen he fights away the beast and takes jensen back to his hideout here alongside his his teammate abraham whistler blade attempts to heal them and together they need to fight the, vamp- the vampire quinn Okay, now,
0: um, so, so this was originally a Marvel comic, wasn't it? Blade yes, is a Marvel yeah. hero. This is, um, I guess, what, what is now known often as, a, as an R rated um, superhero thing. Because he's not, I mean, I guess he is technically a superhero. And there are now rumours, and we can come on to this, about how he's uh, going to be part of the Marvel cinematic universe. But, but this wasn't pitched as a superhero, but he is a half vampire himself.
1: Yeah. But he takes out all the other vampires. He's a sort of anti-hero in that way. He's a vigilante, you know, half-man, half-vampire who, I mean, in a world full of vampires, he turns up at nightclubs full of them, brings a sword and just sort of cuts them all down to pieces and then disappears full- before the police show up. So he's not quite on the same level as Captain America or Iron Man, is he? No. W- would, it
0: be, um, would it be unfair to say that he was basically like the Punisher with fangs? So.
1: <laughs> Sort of. Like, there definitely seems like Marvel around this sort of 80s, 90s had a trend for people wearing big leather trench coats and shooting up uh, warehouses full of goons. But yeah. that is what happens here. But this time, uh, the goons are vampires who turn to sludge when he kills them. Okay. Uh,
0: so, yeah. So vampire um, action then. And, and, again, and also, I mean, vampire films have, have taken a, on a life of their own. But this was sort of before that. Yeah, you know the, the, this. This was a little bit ahead of the game, and Wesley Snipes was very good. He was good enough that, in fact, they made two more films, didn't yeah. they? Uh, um, and and also, just looking at the cast, you have in there Chris Christopherson as well, who's probably somebody who means nothing to you but uh I don't know him. he was whistler in a uh, blade yeah uh he was also uh, you know the star is born the, the bradley cooper oh yeah he played the character that bradley cooper play, played in the barbara streisand version oh version and he was a film star and a, a singer um chris christopherson in fact i know somebody who was a backing vocalist on one of his albums really and he in, in return did backing vocals on one of her tracks
1: but. How exciting! Did you connect this in- intentionally so you could uh, flex that? Well, well, I have one friend who is sort of t- very <laughs> tangentially connected to something famous.
0: <laughs> I've got connections. Yeah, I, I manipulated you into it. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Chris Christopherson has to, again to an older audience. They would know exactly who that was. Mm-hmm. Done a lot, you know, very, quite a big film down in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Wesley Snipes uh, played Blade on three occasions. I believe one of those also had Ryan Reynolds in it.
1: Yes, uh, Blade Three, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but Blade Two, you've got. Um, Oh, what's his name Ron Perlman and uh, I'm trying to remember who plays Daryl on The Walking Dead you'd know him if it... oh I know who you mean yes I can't think of the actor's
0: name now but um,
1: yeah so he's yeah. in it as well yeah so you've got, you've got plenty of people popping up around here uh, you've got for, for people who know wrestlers uh, Triple H is in, uh, <laughs> in Blade 3 as well I okay. can't remember his non-wrestling name and those of us who don't know wrestlers uh, then yeah, that was definitely well you've got Ryan Reynolds you've got ooh, Let's see, two thousands action heroes. Who's going to be in? Oh, Chris Christopherson was also in Blade Two. Yeah, he makes a reappearance. That might Norman be. Reedus is the guy you. Were Norman Reedus for. is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, and, and, and Jessica is- Biel also appears in Blade Three as well. Okay, and who is the wrestler person? You uh Triple right? H was in Blade Three. Triple H is in Blade Trinity. Yeah. Okay, uh, but this is all about Blade One. Blade is that, One. Is it that stands the best? all on its own. Is Blade- that the best one? Blade One is the best one. It's uh, Blade Two. Actually, uh, differing opinions. Blade Two is directed by Guillermo del Toro. So oh. lots of people debate about whether that's the better one. But okay. uh, for me, Blade 1 is just really fantastic. Uh, a lot of fun. It's really, uh, of course, being on the, action, on the action section, we need to talk about how well directed it is. There are some fantastic action scenes in this. Uh, really well choreographed. Uh, and I will keep saying it, but there's a, a scene at the start where Blade bursts into a nightclub full of vampires, which is just absolutely fantastic. And I think within about the first eight minutes, you know what sort of film you're getting into when uh, everything starts to go awry there. Oh, dear. Uh, Paul Levesque, apparently, is the real name of Triple
0: H. Paul Levesque. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and, and again, um, Chris Christopherson was in this one as well, so he was in all of them, wasn't mm. he? Uh, okay. But uh, but the original Blade is the one you're talking about. Yeah. Now, Blade, the character, is coming into the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. What do we know?
1: Well, we know that Ma- uh, Maheshala Ali, who you would know from uh, Oscar-winning... What, yeah. Winning an Oscar in Green Book and starring in Moonlight, he's been in quite a few things. Uh, he, he has been cast. no
0: stranger to the Marvel Cinematic Universe either, because was he no. not in uh, Luke Cage? He was in Luke Cage, yeah.
1: It was Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, yeah. But he played a villain in that. But he's yeah. coming back now as Blade, yeah. He's, I believe he's already made an appearance as well uh, in Voice Alone. He starred in uh, one of the most recent ones as well.
0: Yes, I think he was in. Uh, his voice could be heard in one of the final moments yeah. of Spider Man.
1: I think it might have been The Eternals. Or it might be The Eternals. Yeah. Okay. I mean, personally, I'm a bit disappointed. Which is, I not,
0: think which is not a movie about the 90s girl band. <laughs> no, it's not. Because we have just had a movie about an 80s boy band, so it is possible. It ties in yeah. to,
1: to, the, <laughs> to the, the boy band and girl band universe. To the band universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, just wait, wait for course, Disney where, to buy that one. <laughs> Spice World, of course, being the the originator of all of that. Yeah, that's the original. That was the uh, that was the Mac Daddy. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think uh Maheshala Ali is a really excellent actor. But I think I think Wesley Snipes still could have done it. To be honest, I think he's still got it in him. Well, he's quite old
0: now, and also has had all sorts of um, shady dealings and and been in prison and things. So he, he,
1: you know, it adds to the character.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Marvel Marvel and Disney really would want yeah. him involved. Um, but. Yeah, he's uh, he's 60 now. 60. Yeah, so he might be a little bit old for all that sort of nonsense. Nah, he can just <laughs> He can just get a really really, you know, convincing stunt double. Yeah, okay. That that will work. Okay. Or maybe you can just cast Mahashala Ali. Yeah, Mahashala Ali might be the better choice. <laughs> anyway, that's a uh, blade uh, your your um, M- Max's action film uh, choice because you like your action films to take it to the the max.
1: Happy with that. That little hand drop I did at the end there as well, to emphasise.
0: Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each
1: week, I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the
0: podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to storbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of The St. Albans Podcast in association with The Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. The final part of the film guide, as ever, looks at the film guide host, in this instance, Mr Max Hartington's choice of films on Foodware TV for the week ahead, starting with Friday the 20th of May, ICV2, 8pm, Fast and Furious 6.
1: Fast and Furious 6, the 6th in this franchise, which is now going on to about 20 as far as we know. The 6th of the trilogy. (laughs) Um, I believe, they haven't they not sort
0: of said that they're stopping
1: at 10? Have they? Oh, there's, well, there might be another one coming out. Yeah, is that not ten? Or oh. is not what's the next? I want to say there's eleven coming out as well. But uh, in this one, uh, the, in this sequel to Fast, well, the, la- the last one was
0: Fast Nine, and I believe that, and, and they've announced Fast X as it's known. Fast X, uh, which will be out in, next year in 2023, and they recently announced the guy who played Reacher in the Amazon series, uh, Alan Richson as being a part
1: of it. Ah, uh, this is the one where they'll go to space, isn't it? They've done that. That was nine. Well, it's still got to be time travel next then. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, Avengers, we're coming for you. Oh, dear. Uh, so in this sequel to uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Six sort of dealing with the fallout of uh, Dom and Brian uh, performing a, a heist in Rio, which involved them stealing an entire safe down a highway which is absolutely fantastic uh the crew are left with 100 million and are scattered across the globe however they're brought back together in none other than london when uh, there are reappearances of uh letty uh, a previously thought to be dead member of their crew who is seen uh, around london with a, a criminal mastermind played by luke evans uh the, the team have no choice but to come together to sort of uh stop the criminal outfit who are trying to you know give them a bad name
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I must. Have said these aren't my. These aren't my films.
1: Uh, so again, uh, I know we've just ended the, the action action films, but this is pretty much you are seeing a bunch of celebrities get together to perform a massive car heist in London in fast cars.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is that what I have a problem with with these films, I don't mind in other films. The Issue
1: is that Fast and Furious does
0: it? I don't know, it, it, I can't really put my finger on it. I, I, I don't really rate Vin Diesel very I was very about to say, have you got a problem with Vin
1: Diesel? Yeah, that little, this is going a little bit, oh. and you know,
0: bring it on, mate, if you're not happy with that. You know, Vin, if you're listening, yeah, outside of the car park, I'll sort you at. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I think it's more the the trajectory of these movies, so look, you look at something like the Mission Impossible franchise, yeah. Not dissimilar, you know, breathtaking, huge, effects movies. Yeah, but they started that way. That was the that was what they were. Yeah, and that that's what they that's what they are. That's what they continue to do. Hmm. This started out as a low budget. Um, movie about underground street racing, and they're still
1: CD players.
0: Yeah, and now, like they they drove in space. You know, <laughs> at, at one in the last movie, they they actually had a car in space and they were driving it, and 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 physics goes out the window. You know, the things that these cars can do, uh, which is all computer generated. There is nothing you know I don't believe that stuntmen have sat around for months work doing like complex mathematics to work out the trajectory with which you have to hit a ramp at a certain <laughs> speed from a certain angle to be able to do a leap in a certain way like you would have got back in the day in a Bond movie like you take the man with the golden gun when, when, mm. when Roger Moore yeah because of course it was him when when he jumps across <laughs> the river but there's no bridge there anymore and the car does a does a 360 you know they did that yeah. they, they spent months calculating how to make that work, and they did it in the first take and, and, and they did it and great that was it. you watch this and you watch them play like you know play with cars like an executive toy on a desk you <laughs> know where they're swinging into each other you just know <laughs> that all that's taken is some bloke with a mouse or what person with a mouse just clicking away and drawing it
1: there are some ridiculous moments, but some. Know. Yeah, just a few, just some, but you know what? You can just enjoy it for the pure. They're no the pure longer ham under, factor.
0: They're not underground street racers now. They're international agents who can defy physics.
1: Yeah, that's saying that. Uh, towards the the end of this film. Uh, there are some really, spectacular, uh, <laughs> some really spectacular stunts. Well, they're not quite stunts, as you are pointing out, but there are some moments that, where the laws of physics are defied for some bombastic effect.
0: They're just left behind. They're, they don't exist no more. I mean, in the last movie, they, two of the characters even pointed out to each other something the audience had long since thought was, we're really bulletproof, aren't we? Bullets don't hit <laughs> us, do they? And then like at one point, they had a, the guy looked at his shirt and he had a bullet hole in it, and the bullet had gone through his shirt but somehow missed his his torso and flew out the other side. And... You know, and they said like, "Wow, we have magical power. Pa- we are bulletproof." And you think, "Yeah, yeah, you are," because it doesn't make sense else.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: You know, but but those sorts of like physics-defying things, you get that in a Marvel superhero movie, and I can accept it. But, but these guys
1: are pretending that it's they're real. It's, it's not. Well, they, it was grounded at a certain point, but mm. uh, th- th- I think Six is around the point where we're starting to get a little ridiculous, but we're not quite crossing into. Uh, Fast and the Furious Eight territory, which is where it starts to get a bit a uh, bit comically over the top. Okay. But there's some uh, there's some all right, there's some good fights in this. I,
0: I will say as well for this that that this was one of the movies that uh, this, this was um, Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's the was second this,
1: appearance from Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I do
0: think that he changed the fortune of these movies. So I do think that he he brought them back to life, and and there's been a lot of um, talk about the um, you know about his relationship with some of the other cast members, most notably Vin Diesel. Uh, But it was, I'm sure I read this somewhere recently and I'm now having to
1: try to look this up to make sure that it's about the the recent tweet where Vin was trying to get uh, the rock to rejoin the series.
0: But but also was there not have they not recently gone through a change in director? Didn't a director walk out because Vin Diesel was allegedly turning up on set, not knowing his lines and being quite
1: overweight? I mean, to be fair, I mean what, what lines? He's just sort of muttering about family most of the time. So <laughs> yeah, that's really- well that's the other thing. It's, it's nauseating <laughs> all that family stuff all the time. I mean, give,
0: give over. You know, it's just ridiculous. Um, anyway, but you like it? I do.
1: Yeah. You right. know, what? it's it's just just an enjoyable ride and nothing more quite an interesting cast in this one though Fast, we've got all the
0: Fast 9 can I just say I'm just going to interrupt you because I can um, Fast 9 was oh, the, first the, movie, go to his head. the first movie I went to see like you know after the lockdown and I kind of thought <laughs> like that wasn't really the,
1: the, the monumental first movie back in a cinema was it and you thought let's put the, let's put the cinema back in for 12 months and see oh. what comes out <laughs> I thought oh, I wish, yeah, uh, wish I hadn't. I'm saying that, I Sorry, I, I, have not, I have not quite got up to got up to Fast Nine. I actually started the series with Fast Four, and oh. then went on to Fast Five, Fast Six. And I'll be honest, I didn't feel like I was missing much by skipping one through three. I I really liked the
0: first one, and when I watched it, I had no idea of the storyline because back in the day, going back a long time now, when you used to hire a video from from Blockbuster, you would get the video in a or a DVD in a in a Blockbuster case. Yeah. So a friend of mine had taking the video out, we gone back to his place to watch the movie and I met him at his place. And then he said, Oh, I've got this one here. All I knew was what was on the disc, which was the name of the movie. And so I thought the fast and the furious. Okay. So we put it in and I had no idea that one of the characters was actually undercover. Now it said it on the case. It said it on the on the art post and the artwork. It. I didn't know that watching the movie. So it came as quite a surprise to me when it turned out that one of these yeah. uh, criminals was actually an undercover FBI agent. Paul Walker wasn't yeah. yeah, and and I I enjoyed the movie and I, I it felt that it was um, it, it felt like all the stunts were done for real. It felt very yeah. low budget but very well done for the money that they had. Nobody particularly famous in it, um, and and it just I don't know it felt like a good little movie. Yeah you know, I kind of feel like they've forgotten what they were. They need to remember their roots, is what you're saying. Yeah, but but then it it doesn't matter what I think, you know, there's millions of people out there that disagree with me. Lo- Yeah, lots of people have loved their these wallet and they, yeah. <laughs> they
1: funded about nine more, haven't they? So. Yeah. So far. And a spin off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a children's thing as well. There's a there's a um there's there's a cartoon, isn't there, on Netflix that's um <laughs> There's a Kids Fast and the Furious yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Fast and Furious 6. Um, it's just like all the others, really. Just a different number at the end. Uh, 8 p.m. ITV 2, Friday the 20th of May. Let's move to... Oh, different level of movie Oh, here. I see the 21st of May, Saturday, 5.55 p.m. on ITV 2. An absolute classic,
1: Back to the Future 2. Of course. So in this sequel... <laughs> In in this sequel to the science fiction classic, uh, Marty McFly has only just gotten back from the past when he's once again picked up by the Dr. Emmett Brown and sent through time to the future to try and save his grandchildren. Uh, Marty's job in the future is to pose as his own son to prevent him from being thrown in prison. Unfortunately, things get worse when the future changes the present. Yeah,
0: so, uh, so w- what a wonderful sequel. This is one of those sequels that defies the sort of the law of diminishing returns that Mm. often a sequel is never quite as good as the original this is a very worthy successor so this is the anti fast and the furious for (laughs) you it doesn't compare (laughs) but you know people people love that original movie the nostalgia the way it took people from from modern day 1985 because that's when it was set um, and and went went back to the past and so suddenly he's gone from 85 back to 55 Uh, So he's gone 30 years back and all the fun and shenanigans of that. And then right at the end of that movie, Doc Brown reappears and says, Marty, we've got to go to the future now because your kids, they're playing Havoc. And and so teenage (laughs) Marty McFly, off he goes in the flying um, time travel car thingy, DeLorean, and uh, and then it ends. And you think, wonderful. And then the sequel comes
1: out four years later. And it picks up from that very moment. It's so exciting that that very moment is exactly where they carry on from. So you're not not missing anything. It's very much in the moment, but... What a sequel. Yeah. What, what's also interesting is that they recast his
0: girlfriend between those two movies. So they had to reshoot the end with the new actress, Elizabeth Shue, uh, who was the the, um, the, f- the main female in The Karate Kid. Um, so she wasn't the girlfriend in the first movie, but she was in the second one. So they had to reshoot the, the, the last few scenes to make it all work. No one noticed. And then, yeah, going, going to the future. Uh, and, and, and not only that, but to the future that is not... It was 2015. It's
1: the future that we've now gone past, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was seven years I remember ago. there was that date where everyone was waiting. It was that and the, uh, the Jaws 10. Jaws 19. <laughs> Jaws 19. <laughs> Jaws 19, directed by Max Spielberg, who
0: at the time was Steven Spielberg's three-year-old son. <laughs> Um, when when oh. when the first movie came out, but but it was just and was just, yeah, just this this look at the future and how you know everyone had hoverboards and I honestly the, the scenes where they're in the future is just the fun. Yeah. It, it's and, fantastic. And the, self, the self-drying clothes and the the, the the sort of self-adjusting
1: clothes. I still, so I've, I've really want those those boots, the, the magnetic strap boots. Yeah, I still really want them yeah. and a hoverboard. But you know, uh,
0: yeah, and and the way as well that they used all the um, casts from the first movie again in the second movie playing future versions or playing the children of their previous ones and in the first movie the way that they got the the modern day cast to then play older older people ancestors or what have you and 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 then with the second movie having to go back to 1955 to go back to the events of the first movie and to see marty mcfly from the second movie alongside marty mcfly from the first movie (laughs) trying to get something off of his father who is the same age as him at this point and it it, it, don't think about it too hard but it really works so well it it's so it. good and and it was made back to back with the third movie and there is in fact a trailer for the third movie at the end of the second movie yeah uh, and and uh, you know the, going all the way back then to 1885 yeah. because they go back to the the wild west
1: am i am i brave enough to ask you your thoughts on the third one loved it Ah, so, loved it so, you know so it's not every
0: series no, 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 no. I, I most films I enjoy are parts of series. I, you know, the Bond films are all part yeah, of the series.
1: Yeah. Mission Impossible. I, do, Mission Impossible is one to really, really, really yeah. improved over time. Back to the Future. But, you know, yeah, Back to the Future, two brilliant. Oh, all the stuff with Biff's casino as well is just yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying but brilliant. At the yeah, same yeah, time. yeah. The
0: way that they then change the present day and the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, it's great, great movie. Uh, Back to Future Two, Robert Zemeckis at his finest, uh, making great, great movies there. That's uh, Saturday the twenty first of May, ITV Two, five fifty five p.m. You've gone from one classic family film to another one uh, for Sunday the twenty second of May, four twenty five p.m. The Mummy.
1: I had to give people this one. So, the mummy in this classic. Uh, oh, this isn't of, the Tom Cruise one from a. This is years not ago, the Tom Cruise. I want to specify. This is the 1999 Brendan Fraser film. Uh, at an archaeological dig site in the ancient city of Habanatra, an American serving in the French Foreign Legion accidentally awakens a mummy who begins to wreak havoc as he searches for the reincarnation of his long lost love. So, we've got Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, uh, John Hanna,
0: um, and, uh, the, and other actors as well. But but you know. Arnold Vosloo? oh yeah 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 okay um, i didn't know if people necessarily know who that Club was appearances but, yeah um so you know it's it's yeah brendan phaser as well back then was was quite the go-to guy for this sort of thing you know sort of action but kind of family orientated action yeah know. um yeah he was wasn't he was he george of the jungle George the
1: jungle as well yeah um oh, he was he's brilliant in this one i think you know obviously this one's replaying on itv every weekend so if you, if you don't catch it this weekend you'll catch it next weekend but actually that's more like three but this one is really just uh such a fun romp. Yeah. Uh, I distinctly remember uh, as soon as I saw that this one was was shown on TV there's the particular scene where uh the sort of uh what's his name the sort of like Benny the sort of sneaky sidekick is sneaking around in um in in a house and Brendan Fraser just picks up a chair and throws it at him across the room and it's it's such a genuine like I can believe Brendan Fraser was you know Huge enough at this point that, uh, I mean, like, you know, build-wise, that he yeah. could just pick up a chair and lob it across the room, and that probably was just him doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a
0: great great family adventure film. Uh, probably a little bit scary for some of the younger ones in places, but yeah. but on the whole, uh, very good. It was nominated for an Oscar, no less, as well, for Best Sound. Well, not, mm-hmm. not one of the main Oscars, but it did get an Oscar nomination. Uh, good, good it's good. deserving.
1: It spawned sequels and spin-offs, didn't it? Yeah, well, we've well, <laughs> we already mentioned one of them, we've, the... the, uh, the the well-fated Tom Cruise The Mummy remake, which no, when I first no, saw, wasn't about connected it. to this film. Oh, Completely yeah. different film. Completely the same just saying, that was
0: a remake of the nineteen thirties horror movies uh, uh, that there were the mummy, a few mummy movies from back then. It wasn't connected to this at all. But
1: that was when they were trying to make their their dark multiverse, wasn't yeah. it? Which was meant to be the Avengers, but with the Wolfman And yeah. the Mummy,
0: yeah, it was using their their horror characters from oh. days gone by. What a shame that one didn't. Uh, no. <laughs>
1: didn't pick up. No, but but with this, you, you had the Mummy returns, and then there was the Scorpion uh, two, King, the, two, the Scorpion. Scorpion King, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. This this series has gone on quite a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh so yeah, so a few different movies connected to this. But But that's...
1: this is this is the original and the best.
0: Okay, yeah. So... No denying it there. <laughs> there you go, Max has spoken. Uh so that's uh yeah, that's the Oh yeah, so there were three original mummy films. So yeah, so yeah. the Mummy returns and the, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor and then the Scorpion King, which was a spin off
1: from one of them because Based one of on the rocks character in the second one. Yeah uh so um but uh yeah. this is the one that's on this is the one that's playing and this is the one that you should probably
0: go and see okay uh that's uh the film on sunday that max has suggested Four twenty-five p.m on it actually it doesn't say what channel it's on i'm guessing there it's itv it is itv okay let's move to monday the 23rd of may itv 4 9 p.m taken
1: a retired cia agent played by liam neeson travels across Europe and relies on his old skills to save his estranged daughter who's been kidnapped while on a trip to Paris and you know what Danny he's got a particular set of skills has he because he keeps them quiet doesn't yeah, he <laughs> he keeps them quiet but he yeah. makes them a nightmare for people like the people who kidnapped his daughter it's not like um, everybody now knows his LinkedIn profile is it <laughs> it's not like it's been broadcast several times in two sequels as well actually but we're not going to talk about that this is the original uh starting to see a trend actually on this (laughs) following on from the mummy this is the first in a series and it is by far the best yeah i
0: mean this is very much a case of the law of diminishing returns i think you know the first one was a surprise hit
1: the subsequent ones yeah less so yeah Um, but this one's brilliant this is just such a gritty sort of it's you know it's not there's not a very light-hearted film it's not The Mummy uh, this is a pretty well it's very br- brutal br- pretty it? brutal one but, but. It also
0: it was interesting because it, it cast Liam Neeson in a role that maybe would have ordinarily gone to somebody a good 10-15 years younger than him and mm. uh, Matt Damon was doing this sort of thing with the Bourne films but Matt Damon's considerably younger than yeah. Liam Neeson uh, and um, you know so to get like a, a, a bloke of middling years who doesn't look he doesn't look like he's in bad shape but he doesn't look like he's in the best shape yeah he's not
1: you know, he's not, not a Hollywood heartthrob at this time
0: is he no we're not not, not in the conventional sense yeah. uh and and yet he was terrifying and you you truly believed that he would hunt you down and he would kill oh, yeah. you you know no make no mistake and yeah it was ju- just that he's he's sort of relentless pursuit of these people and and his his determination to get to get his daughter back was was, was very um and it it, it it relaunched his career mm. it, it gave him and then suddenly you, you're getting not just him but there are others doing he, that sort of shtick as well you know you've got Piers Brosnan's some of his more recent films he's been quite brutal and, and Kevin Costner's done it a little bit as well yeah. in a couple of his movies he late. actually
1: he did another one with Luc Besson as well I think it was uh, Three Days to Kill which was another Luc Besson one which sort of carried across the same uh, yes, yes, same you're sort right. of aesthetic that as this that was Kevin so Costner wasn't we it like, we like this sort of like, night time uh, aesthetic of Paris and a, a middle aged man who's out to kill you yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and uh, yes, so you say Luc Besson, he wrote uh, this and he at the very least wrote um, Three Days to Kill. But but oh, yeah, it's so, indirect, well, my mistake. Yeah, but but certainly the, um, the, I mean, the feel of this as well, it felt very much like a European movie because mm. it really was, except for the principal cast. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Directed by Pierre Morel and yeah, written by Luc Besson. Um, and yet, yeah, starring Irishman Liam it Neeson,
1: does a really good job, I think, of like you know, stalking these back al- back alleys of Paris and having this real sort of like shady dealings. But then you've got this absolute force of nature that is uh, Liam Neeson appearing, in- <laughs> appearing in your living room and terrorising you.
0: So, how old do you think Liam Neeson is? I said about him being a bit older than Matt Damon
1: at this point, or in the or in this film. Well, how old do you think he is now? How old do you think he's now? Uh, Liam's, Liam's got to be in his. I'm going to say 68 and lock it in.
0: Well, that's pretty close. He's seventy. Well, he will be seventy this he's year. He's nearly seventy. He's he's he was born in nineteen fifty two. Matt Damon, how old did you say he is? He's got to be. He's got to be fifty eight, right? Fifty one. Fifty one. Sorry, sorry, Matt. So so nearly twenty years between them. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so uh, yeah, Liam Neeson taking a surprising turn of, of of career with a with a cracking film, and I think the European backdrop to it worked as well as it did with the Bourne films. You yeah. know, the, the Bourne Identity and its setting really it really lent itself. Yeah. you know, and it and
1: really it, really adds so much the way they sort of film these older buildings. Yeah, so that's uh,
0: ITV four nine p.m. on Monday the twenty third of May. That's Taken. Tuesday, the twenty fourth of May. We have two films for you at nine pm. In fact, to choose, so you're going to have to watch one and plus one the other, or record it or capture it in some way, or possibly give up on at least one because it's
1: on TV every week. Or do a bit of a time travel. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start off That's with the there. Sicario. In Sicario, uh, Emily Blunt stars as a rookie FB, uh, rookie. Uh, Emily Blunt stars as an idealistic. I'm not FBI. editing it, so just oh, keep fine going. then. <laughs> Emily, Emily Blunt stars as a young FBI agent who's put on a task force dealing with the uh, cartel border forces uh, between the South of America and Mexico, uh, dealing with uh, drug deals, uh, you know weapon deals and people deals uh it's all sort of dealing with this as she's brought into this task force she starts to realize there's some shady things going on in this sort of relationship between the u.s government and the people uh on the other side of the border
0: yeah and is it fair to say that perhaps it sort of shows that sometimes some of the people dealing with the these uh, criminal elements are, are almost as bad as the criminals if
1: not worse there yeah, definitely tries to push for this sort of uh no one's really a good person in no. this film it's all sort of shades of bad isn't it really (laughs) it's really really, another really grungy gritty one so if you if if Taker made you a bit sad just move on to Sicario and I'm sure it'll make you a little bit more sad yeah because you suddenly realise that the good guys are more ruthless than the bad guys hang on a minute something's going on here but but great performance from Benicio del Toro fantastic I mean so he's so good in this one he plays a very minor role but I think for his minor role in this he definitely stands out and it goes on to them making the sequel that's all about him versus yeah. he plays this mysterious character in this film.
0: And I believe there is a... Th- I think I've heard that there could well be a third one. Could be third one. Um, it's... Uh, but certainly... Um, yeah you, you know the, um, the the second one was also incredibly good uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado
1: yeah uh, it's, it's uh, the, the, the next title but um, I did recommend that one in a previous film guide but if you've got you know this one's on and I think you should go see yeah. this one and a cracking cast as you
0: mentioned Emily Blunt uh, Josh Brolin's in there as well mm. uh, John Bernthal from the yeah. Punisher that we mentioned earlier yeah very, very sinister appearance from him as well Victor Garber who is a real favourite uh, character actor of mine uh, Victor Garber was in Argo with uh, Ben Affleck and also uh, was uh, on TV. He was in uh, he played Jennifer Garner's father in the TV series Alias that was by J.J. Abrams and oh. it was about where the, he was a spy and she was a spy and she didn't know that he was a spy and they dragged that out for years. Real ago. mystery there. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kalua was in there as well. A very very good uh, young R- British really actor. Really good actor there. Um, yeah. Uh, and and also Geoffrey Donovan who is another favourite of mine from a great TV series called Burn Notice where he played a spy who he was ah. burned, and, and and he couldn't leave the city that he was dumped in, and and uh, he he had to try and work out why he was burned, why
1: he was basically fired as a CIA agent. Shame they couldn't sneak in Bruce Campbell from that one, this one. But I imagine that would have, uh,
0: yes, because he was he was in
1: there. As he well. it would have been interesting if he had a role in this. Yeah, yeah. but uh, directed, of course, by Denis Villeneuve as well. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. We've had this before. Yeah, Denis, I'm so it's sorry. There. I, it's I, there. It's there. I've I've got to say, what's there? There is audio proof that I've been corrected on getting his name wrong. Yeah. He's not. He's not on you, you're not going to get invited to any of his stuff. No, shame, really. But he does a really fantastic job as well in this. I mean, the film just looks, again, uh, amazing if a little drab. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in, in a in a you're meant to feel drab sort of way. It's okay. an emotional. You're meant to feel oh. very. Uh,
0: Right. Well, anyway, great,
1: great movie.
0: Uh, that's Sicario. That is on uh, Tuesday, the 24th of May, 9pm uh, on Film 4. But also on Tuesday, the 24th of May, 9pm over on ITV4, we have a film. And there is a connection between the movie you just talked about and this one. But it's very tenuous. I'm going to be honest and say that I'm not too sure what the connection is. But So the film is Casino Royale, which is a James Bond film. Mm. And one of the previous movies had a James Bond villain in it. The, in fact, the most previous movie did benicio del toro oh, well, of course benicio del toro of course
1: starring in license to kill well, well he was one of the henchmen but he was quite <gasps> starring he was, as a henchman in license to kill he
0: was he was very very young in that movie yeah. i think it was one of his first acting roles and uh, he was very good in a in a, a small but but memorable part mm, definitely um and gone on to greatness um yeah most recently with sicario but but yes casino Royale, the first of the daniel craig movies yeah it's james bond it's
1: big it's whatever. you know what you're getting yourself into yeah go on then,
0: give us a summary for those who uh, don't know
1: after earning his 00 status and a license to kill secret agent James Bonds sets out on his first mission as 007 Bond must have beat a private banker funding terrorists in a high stakes game of poker at Casino Royale Montenegro so the um, the setting it's it's not dissimilar to the book.
0: To, to be fair, mm. most of the Bond books bear little most of the Bond films bear little resemblance to the books. But this one, the, it was the, the basic premise was the same that, that Bond was sent on a mission to to beat um, a a treasurer for for yeah. it was well it was Smursh in the books, which was um, the Russian spies. Uh, and he was their treasurer and it was believed that he was gambling with their money yeah. so if if Bond could go along and beat him that would cause quite an embarrassment to the um thing so it was similar in its in its basic mm. plot uh, although the casino royale yeux was in Paris no it was in France in the um in, in the the books casino royale whereas in this it's Montenegro isn't it yes um but but yeah casino royale you know the great Start to the Daniel Craig era mm. of Bond films, which I think there is a completeness with the five that he did. Definitely, there was
1: definitely a beginning and definitely an end, <laughs> and there was a bit of a bit of a, in the middle of the section as well that we don't talk about. But <laughs>
0: no, Skyfall probably was the middle film, arguably one of the best.
1: Sky, yeah, in that case, it's like a mounted, definitely mm. peaked in the middle. Yeah, Skyfall, yeah. Skyfall, still. I mean, I was strong start though. Really, really find it hard to. Uh, choose between Casino Royale and Skyfall because they, they are in a sense they are very different films even though they, they are down and create films but the way they are yeah they're both
0: I think they're among two of the finest without I doubt think,
1: I think it's interesting I mean you can consider Casino Royale it's a naughties film whereas mm. Skyfall is going into the 2010s and it feels very sleek in 2010s as well
0: mm. yeah also you know but, but we're meeting James Bond in Skyfall at a point where he's been 007 for a while, so he's now he's used to it. The clothes yeah. fit, and equally, Daniel Craig at that point had been playing um, for seven years, been playing Bond, so that you know the clothes fitted him too. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it shows. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah very good great debut effort from mm. Daniel Craig there with Casino Royale that is rounding off Max's choice of the best films to watch on free to air TV for the week that's ITV4 9pm on Tuesday the 24th uh, Tuesday the 24th of May Max uh,
1: which of those films would be your film of the week considering the look you're giving me I think it will have to be Back to the Future 2 it, it would be anyway no Back to the Future 2 really is an absolute classic I wasn't giving you a not, look not <laughs> but okay no, but uh, Back to the Future 2 is just, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. You would love it. Yeah, well, I do love it. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm talking I, to the listener. The listener. The listener, list- you're really going to enjoy it. Okay. Um, if you've not seen it before,
0: listener, you'll love it. And if you have, watch it again because it's fun. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. She'll sure love that. Right. That's your film guide for the week. Uh, Max, thank you very much. Next week on the uh, film guide, it is the return of Sam Rolfe in the hot seat and uh, assisted, of course, by friend of the show, Chris. Uh, so that's uh, that's the film guide if you want to see the choice of films that Max has chosen for us to watch on TV for the week ahead look in the description of this episode of this podcast right now also look on our website at Uh see you later say goodbye Max bye
1: see you later